TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? Everybody, welcome to episode eighty-six of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. Sometimes I interrupt Tyler. I'm Dan. I'm Tyler. <laughs> and uh, that was a surprise! Nice clean start to the podcast today, oh, everybody. God, uh, yes. Well done, well done. Everything, everything, everything is going just great. Everything is going perfect. I mean, honestly, this, this morning was a nice harbinger of how this was going to go. Yeah. Anyways, right? Do you want right, to right? jump right into that? Might as well jump down that hole. Oh, God. <laughs> so. Ooh, it comes out the hole. Oh, out, sorry. not in. <laughs> I uh, was. Just taking the piss out of you, Ryan. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to boot you from the call. I'm going to boot you, you know, from the no. call. That one was good. Sorry. I don't know if he has the stones to boot anyone from the car. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Brooks, I would boot you, but it would be another half hour attempt to get you back in some serviceable form. What? I how, do I, how do I answer the call? <laughs> so, uh, Can you hear me? Can you see me? <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night last night, uh, and this is probably going to be a bit of TMI for for some people, but goddamn it, fuck you. Uh, this was a, a harrowing thing because I spent the morning in the ER uh, this morning, and what? Uh, you got heroin. It was uh, in the ER. It was uh, not for the Rona. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night last night, and. Uh, felt like i had to pee kind of like my urethra tingled and so i got up went to the bathroom or tried to not a lot came out and i still had the feeling went back to sleep got up you know woke up again and still had that same feeling tried to pee again and uh nothing really happened went back to sleep woke up at six o'clock in the morning and my side really hurt like it was like in my guts but it it wasn't like a normal uh, stomach ache. It was just my left side. And it almost, you know, felt like I had to poop or, or something like that. Um, and but I knew something was weird about it just because it was only on the left side. And so I'm, you know, kind of like I went and sat on the toilet for a little bit and like hoped that it would pass and uh realized that it was absolutely not going anywhere uh, in fact it was just getting worse and so i woke jasmine up and uh, just like when i think something is wrong and uh did a little looking online like it could have been a uti or it could have been you know something or other or it could have been uh kidney stone uh surprise it's surprise stone it was a kidney stone. Um, yeah, I've never, think. Rona. I've never had kidney stones in my entire life, and oh. um, actually, I ticked a lot of never before off the list today. 
uh, never had a CT scan, never had um, uh, an IV drip. Um, like, so we go to the ER and by now, like on the drive to the ER, Jasmine asked me where my pain level was. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like a constant four. By the time we got to the ER, it was like a nine and it was staying there. And it was like, I, I was very restless. I kept trying to get into a position where it didn't hurt and it, it wasn't working like sometimes i'd feel a little bit of relief but you know it it was probably some illusion that i had done anything to make that happen um so they wheel me into the er and um they uh uh right away get me on an iv drip and uh give me morphine so that's another first i've never had morphine before and eventually that pain kind of went away and I was happy because I didn't feel like high. I felt lucid and just didn't have any pain. And so for then I, I was like, okay, this is great. I'm fine. And uh, dude comes in, wheels me into the CT scanner, which I've never actually seen one in person. And it has me get on on the thing and like hold my arms up above my head while this thing like slide like slides me inside. And I'm not a claustrophobic dude, but that was kind of claustrophobic. Um, like it made me feel a little claustrophobic. And like it it you know pulls you in, and then it, there's this automated voice that goes, "Breathe in," and and like hold the breath. And I'm like, okay. And then it kind of like slowly, you know, pushes you out and then it goes, breathe. And so I breathe and did that several times and uh, then got brought back into the ER and I'm sitting there and after a little bit, all of a sudden there's pain again. And I'm like, I was just given morphine like that's not good. And so I uh, called for someone because no one showed me where the call button was. And I'm like, excuse me. Hi, can someone please help me? Meanwhile, I'm hearing the other people who are in the ER. One of them is a man who's so belligerent and non-cooperative that he's tied to he's restrained to his bed. And I'm hearing them trying to negotiate deals with him where it's like, look, we have to take your blood. If you can, you know, behave yourself and promise that you'll behave, you know, we'll we'll unrestrain you. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then I I hear this woman get brought in uh, next to me. Uh, and they, everyone has to answer this checklist of like, you know, how often do you drink and, and, uh, recreational drugs and stuff like that. And I, uh, oh, yeah, I party. Yeah, yeah. I hear this, this woman answer to the rec- recreational drugs thing. Uh, yeah, meth. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And she had apparently like twisted her ankle or something. And she's talking the ears off of, of, uh, you know, the hospital staff. And so I felt really self-conscious being like, excuse me. I know you just gave me morphine, but I'm, 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 I'm in pain again. So, 
they they hear me they they come and they give me another dose of morphine and after a little bit the pain kind of subsides just a bit but very shortly after that it comes back in a you know big way and um the they showed me where the call button was and i hit the call button and the nurse comes in and i'm like look this pain is getting worse and i I know you just gave me morphine but thing it's getting worse and the like nurse acknowledged it walked away and then i hear another guy get admitted uh next to me who once again uh his recreational drugs were uh marijuana and meth and for all i could tell the only reason he was there was because he had uh just spent the entire night previous doing meth the entire night and so i'm hearing them try and work with him who's not being very cooperative in fact like got threatening with a nurse and then apologized after afterwards for being confrontational with the nurse it's like sorry i'm high on meth because he was basically like you were talking down to me you don't have to you know do this and this and this and he's like you're you're they needed him to stay stay still for a procedure and he wasn't staying still and they're like don't talk don't do anything don't you know, d- just stay still. And he couldn't manage that. So, Jesus. you know, he was high on meth. So I'm sitting there and the nurse has not come back with any, you know, answer. Meanwhile, my pain is getting worse, like to the point where I'm about to cry and I'm on morphine and I'm experiencing pain so bad that I'm about to cry. And, um, the uh uh so i hate being a nuisance especially hearing what they're having to deal with next to me but i hit the button and another nurse comes in and i say look i know that i was just given morphine but i am in so much pain and uh the nurse says well the doctor got called off onto this other thing and we're not approved to give you anything more uh, until we talk to the doctor and I'm like, great, that's great. I am in the worst pain I've ever been in in my life. And you can't do anything about it. Like, and so I, I sit there for a while longer and it just keeps getting more and more unbearable. And so I hit the button again and I'm like, look, I know that the doctor isn't available, but is there anything at all that you can give me anything? This is unbearable. And they said, the doctor just got back. So we'll talk to the doctor. The guy next to you has meth though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Missed an opportunity, Ryan. You could have checked another thing off of the never done list. (laughs) Kidney stones are one of those fucking magical things that I always cite. Like anytime someone wants to talk about the, the glory and the beauty of human life and the majesty of existence, fucking kidney stones exist. The human body is a fucking train wreck. It literally like, it can't even properly process these things without causing you to go through incredible agony by passing a tiny little sharp shard through your kidney yeah. to your bladder and then out your, your body rebirth. making diamonds, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> suffering character on Steven Universe, Kidney <laughs> Stone. The doctor um the doctor uh uh approves uh Dilaudid. 
And so they give me Dilaudid. And uh, she comes in and says, okay, so the scan's confirmed this is a kidney stone. Um, and the reason that you're experiencing so much pain is because you're passing it from your kidney to your bladder. And I was like, Jesus, if it's this bad now, what's it going to be like when I pee it out? And she goes, no, this is, this is the worst of it. Uh, and, uh, she goes, it's now like going through the, the last turn, you know, from, from the scan, we could tell that it's going through the last turn. The reason that you're experiencing these spikes in pain is because every time it moves, you're, you know, it's causing these waves of pain and it's just in the final turn before it gets to the bladder. And uh, so I was like, okay, that's at least relieving. And they just gave me Dilaudid. And at this point, like before they gave me the Dilaudid, I was proper sobbing. Like I was actually in tears in pain. I don't think I've cried from pain since I was a little kid. That's how bad this was. (laughs) And uh, so um, uh, after a little while of sitting there, um, you know, you know, the even on the Dilaudid, I still experienced some waves of pain, uh, but eventually it kind of all calmed down. Um, and so it has presumably moved to my bladder. I have not passed it yet. Uh, but yeah, that is how I spent my morning. Um, and it is no joke, the worst pain I have ever experienced in my entire life. No, imagine this fight. One of my friends, the poor soul, has severely reduced kidney function in one of his kidneys, which causes him to pass a kidney stone roughly every couple months. Oh. And that's just his life forever. Oh, that's a. Uh, yeah. I think the clinical term is shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's rough, dude. He's talked about that a couple times. He's just like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's been about three months, so I have to fucking cry for the next two days. Like. <laughs> He it just is. has it marked on a calendar, like the kidney stone I mean, calendar. That's that's kind of how it is. He's just like, well, it's been about three months, so I'm just waiting. Like every, every once in a while, there's just a date that's circled with a skull and crossbones. <laughs> <in> it <laughs> it yeah. is horrendous. It is absolute. I do not envy that that man's life. That it is. No, that sounds awful. Fucking miserable. Uh, and I never, I've never had a fucking kidney stone before. Like I, I never. It, expected that it was something that I would ever have to experience. Uh, and obviously the thing that I always thought was the worst is like, you know, when, uh, whenever it's been portrayed in popular media, if the screaming comes when you're peeing, when you're passing the stone and yeah. it had always been kind of explained to me that this thing that you're passing is not a smooth thing. It's a spiky thing. And no, that's why it causes a lot of pain. Yeah. And so I figured that all the pain was like this spiky thing making its way through your urethra. Nope. No. They say stone, but they should say kidney crystal. Yeah. Uh, It's Kenny, bitch. So I still have passing that through my penis to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. You just just like roll it around. You kind of smush it, you know, and you just kind of like... And what's, what's fun is in the aftercare instructions, because they don't know what kind of kidney stone it is, I have to pee in a mason jar and sift and then pour that pee. Yeah. Each time. So the home care. Uh, <clears throat> let me get my my clinical narration down. 
Each time you urinate, do so in a jar. Pour the urine from the jar through the strainer and into the toilet. Continue doing this until 24 hours after your pain stops. By then, if there was a kidney stone, it should pass from your bladder. Some stones dissolve into sand-like particles and pass right through the strainer. In that case, you won't ever see a stone. Save any stone that you find in the strainer and bring it to your doctor to look at. It may be possible to stop certain types of stones from forming. For this reason, it is important to know what kind of stone you have. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's rough, I, dude. I passed a stone and I actually still have it. Really? Um, you capped it? <sighs> No, Brooks he's would. making a joke. <laughs> no, he's no, I, I have passed. I, I have passed one, but I, it was just a ow. I think this is a kidney stone. It wasn't like it was definitely a like a day's worth of. Do I have a UTI or? And then afterwards, nothing. Yeah. The. Uh, Good. Oh, I should say I passed one as well. I remember very vividly waking up in the middle of the night when I was uh, staying with my ex and rushing to the bathroom and screaming for five hours, four hours, something like that. And I just sat there on the toilet and like every once in a while, it would just like that, like ex- exactly like you're saying those waves of pain where they would just like go through you. And it's like that much worse. And you're just like, ah! and like I sat there no. screaming at the top of my lungs. And I, I ended with a, it going into the toilet. And I was just like, how long did it take? Fan for your ex to figure out that it wasn't a normal amount of screaming coming from the bathroom. <laughs> apparently, no one heard it. I was I was in a fucking house with three people. Everyone apparently sleeps like the death in that house cuz I like the next day, like I, I went to bed and I'm like sweating and like just like exhausted. It was like I went to bed at midnight and I woke I, like I didn't get actually go to sleep until 5 in the morning after passing that thing. And the next day I'm like I'm sorry that if if I was like keeping you guys up last night and she's like what what are you talking about <laughs> and uh, i'm like you didn't hear me screaming dream. bloody murder for four hours straight like what's wrong with you? as the uh, as the truth is often grim ryan um it's roughly 13 percent of men that will have a kidney stone at some point in their life it's actually really common uh, but you want to know what the worst part is what's that after the first time you have one, the likelihood of having another one within five years is about 50%. Yeah, that's actually, so it's on the thing here. It so, says, hold on, where did it, so, oh yeah, so first off, the size of my, my kidney stone is two millimeters. That's so fucking big and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's massive. Each year, for the next five to seven years, you are at risk that a new stone will form. Your risk is a 50% chance over this time period. Yeah, and you want to know, I'm I'm sure you've already been told this, but as you're someone who likes to brag about not drinking water very often, uh, not drinking water is one of the main causes of kidney stones. Well, and But recently, since I got that thermos uh, that uh, uh, tracks your your, uh, water intake, I've gotten significantly better about drinking water, Uh, though not necessarily since quarantine. Since quarantine, I went back to bad habits, but it's like it's bad habits that I've had my entire life that haven't affected me throughout my 20s or 30s. Like, it's not like I started. They they usually hit you when you get into like your 30s and 40s. That's why. (laughs) I mean, it's just the truth sucks. And yeah. also, 
You hit the roller coaster peak, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's all downhill from here. I can't imagine the uh, the artisanal blends of Kool Aid and Mountain Dew have done you much good either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, like that uh, that we that nasty peach Mountain Dew stuff they had at KFC for like a second. You guys ever have any of that? No, I never, never had will. that. Yeah, that was like that was like front loading diabetes. Uh, <laughs> I make a point into my bloodstream. I make a point of not paying attention to the things that KFC releases because much like <laughs> it, it seems to be it seems to be the origination of things that are trying to kill us more often than not. I, uh, I told you guys about the trouble down, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. We, so we all know what I what I think about KFC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I have a good question for all of us. Does, does anyone else have a great hospital story like riots? <laughs> uh, I got to put a cath in a ninety year old lady when I was working in the ER for for. Uh, I remember for you talking people. about this. I think you did. Uh, I think yeah. this came up on the very first episode of the podcast. Throwback. Yeah. Talk well, about a throwback. Since then, I've had a fun story at the hospital. That's new. Oh, yeah? What happened? Yeah. I could have more fun stories at the hospital. I, don't <laughs> I smoked a bunch of meth, and this morning I was actually in the hospital <laughs> shouting about doing meth all night. <laughs> <laughs> and then some blue-haired asshole started screaming about his, like, crying about his pain. I was like, yeah, <laughs> wait in line. <laughs> no, um... A little bit ago, I had a. I'm pretty sure it's from before the or after after that podcast after that first podcast. I had to go to the doctor, um, because I thought I was having appendicitis, and I went, and uh, like they they like I they scanned me, they took blood tests and everything like that, and um, on. Uh, then I sat there forever. I was in the emergency room forever, and they're just like, oh, okay, hey, hey here, here it is. This is what's happening. Um, and then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, they come out with a wheelchair, and they like start taking me up to the room. Or they start, they're like, okay, we've got a room prepared for you. <laughs> they wheel you into the room, and there's just an open casket. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wheel me up to the room, and they're like, okay, so uh, you're going to have to stay the night. Um, your procedure's in the morning. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. My procedure for what? <laughs> procedure for what? Do, do I have appendicitis? Is my I've not been told if my appendix is, is, is has any issues yet. Like, no one's told me anything. I, I went and got the test, and then you came out with a wheelchair. That's terrifying. What's what's going on? And like, I'm next to the bed, and they're like, okay, just like click the thing if you need a thing, and then you know, here's your nurse. I'm like. Hold on a second. <laughs> you need to tell me what you're giving me surgery we for. We need to step like, this back a little bit. I, I feel like uh, uh, the information has not been shared. Exactly. And what happened was there was another person named Tyler Fleck in the hospital. Oh, oh my yeah, God. The mix up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that had appendicitis and actually had it so that he actually needed to get it removed. Oh, two Lindsay wow. Lohans, two Tyler Flecks? <laughs> so, one Lindsay so Lohan I, is too much. Similarly, so then, one Tyler Fleck is too much. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also Hispanic. He looked trap. nothing like me. He looked nothing like me. I actually saw him as I was going. I'm like, 
How did you make this mistake? Well, uh, because probably people they, who never saw either of you were making move, you know, uh, giving orders on who to move where and what. Yes, yes. very fair. But like th- when I was like, hold on, I've not been told anything yet. They're like, we'll go talk to the doctor. And they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, well, our chart was wrong. You're the wrong person. There's another per- person named Tyler Fleck in this hospital that actually needs their appendix removed. You need to go back mm-hmm. down and you did not need this. So if I hadn't said anything, if I you didn't appendix, and I would have stayed the entire night and had my fucking appendix removed for no fucking reason. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Actually, it, honestly, so you don't need your appendix. No. And that's malpractice. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that's where my brain was going. I was like, man, you get some money? I probably should have just sat there and let them take it. <laughs> I'd have been, I've been finding this coronavirus. He needs the extra $2,000 a month from the government. Yeah, right. <laughs> That would be an amusing anecdote that you should have done for the show. <laughs> I should, I should you have should have gone it. through with it. You should have just kept your you. mouth shut. <laughs> I'm not as good as you at committing to the content, day. content, content. <laughs> like I just <laughs> the reason I didn't is because one of my biggest fears is of going under and having a bad reaction to general anesthesia and dying because of general anesthesia. No, like that Phantomas album. I, I don't want to do that. And like, I'm the kind of person that will do that. <laughs> I'm allergic to so many things. I feel like I Plus, probably am allergic. They, to they wouldn't have, considering they had you mixed up with the other Tyler Fleck, they wouldn't have your allergies on that chart. They would mm-hmm. have his. Yeah, cover him in peanut butter. <laughs> Part of the surgical <laughs> procedure. <laughs> peanut butter and fiberglass. <laughs> Put him under by letting him get stung by bees. <laughs> bees and dandelions. <laughs> so, um, on the topic of news, moving away from, from uh, uh, medical stories because PTSD. Um, yeah, fine. I don't, I don't have any interesting hospital stories or anything. Don't worry Do about you? It. It's just just like, you know, when no one wanted the answer to the Reddit question for me a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure if you're just being salty for the bit or you're actually salty. He's actually always salty. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. He's, He's like just channeling his saltiness so to the bit. Yeah. It's a yeah. yeah. He's not salty uh, because of of the the overlooking it's just a a a conduit for the salt much like last time where i did in fact have an answer to this i am going to choose not to because ryan skipped me again (laughs) i just wanted to move away from hospital stuff man. that's fine on on with the podcast we've got news to talk about the podcast is half over fine um so, uh, uh, joining the, uh, groups of, uh, old, uh, canceled TV shows, uh, getting together, uh, for, on Zoom calls, uh, Community is doing 
a oh, yeah. uh, table read format of uh, one of uh, their episodes. And it's a fan favorite. Uh, surprise, surprise, Chevy Chase will not be participating. And I think that is by design because no one can stand him. And uh, they're uh, doing the episode where P- Pierce dies. Uh, so um, <laughs> Donald oh, Glover is going to be uh, Donald Glover is going to be a part of it. Uh, pretty much uh, all it, Jim Rash and, and all those uh, uh, great uh, actors are going to be all uh, in that. So uh, as Community is easily one of my favorite sitcoms of the past decade plus. Uh, I am really looking forward to that one. I, I just watched through all of community for the first time. Um, this last two weeks, actually. What'd you think? And I fucking loved it. It's I, so I, I tried to starting to watch it back when, uh, there was actually only one season. So what was that? 2011, 2010, 2009, something like that. And I think I was in a bad, like emotional place. Cause I watched like a couple episodes and I fucking hated it. <laughs> so I can't remember. I know you mentioned that you had started watching Community. Um, were did you watch it on uh, Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Yeah, uh, Netflix. Oh, that's right. I think I brought this up on the podcast before. Um, if uh, you're wanting to watch Community, don't watch it on Netflix because why? Uh, the version of community that's on Netflix is the DVDs and the version of uh, community that's on Hulu is broadcast. And in several episodes, a lot of jokes are cut out. And uh, so like the pacing is, I started, like I saw that it popped up on Netflix and I started watching the first episode on Netflix. And I know that series so well that I could probably quote the entire first episode from beginning to end. So when it starts like missing bits and things are cut differently, I'm like, hold on, what the fuck? And I looked it up and apparently there's a different cut uh, than other than broadcast that made it to the DVDs. And I don't know the reason why i can't find any explanation for it anywhere uh but for whatever reason it it makes to me having you know watched it when it was coming out uh it makes that first episode way worse it's a, a much slower role for community when i was watching that broadcast it i didn't need three episodes to decide i was into this show first episode out the gate running it was fine but if i had been exposed to that netflix version i'd have been like "Uh, yeah i don't know about this interesting yeah i did not know that well i enjoyed it on netflix but that that must have been the episode where we had other you on oh i feel like different universe you yeah yeah no uh, i because i think what made me uh bring it up was uh tyler had mentioned that he had started watching it well, I finished it, and I love it. I loved, yeah, I loved every second of it. It's even this series. season without, even this season without. Uh, uh, shit! Why am I totally blanking? <laughs> without Troy. Well, not uh, the season four, which was not. Oh, without by Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan Harmon. Thank yeah. You. When, even that season was it was not the the best season, obviously, yeah. but it wasn't bad. It was. Everyone hates on it so bad, but I thought it was funny. It was a fanfic season of of Community. Uh, it, because it was people who, you know, kind of got community, but didn't really get community. It was still good, but eh. 
it was noticeable when Dan Harmon came back. It, well, I mean, they make many references to it, and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like the next season, they're just like, "Remember that whole last season that didn't exist?" Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, Community is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, in uh, other news, uh, Elon Musk is a fucking psychopath. Um, he's oh yeah, he named his kid Kyle. Yeah, X. Aeon, mm. A-E, whatever that character is. And then a bunch of... I, what? Like, hey, when you're that rich, you're allowed to pretty much do whatever you want. No, sure. Yeah. That kid's going to fucking hate him. Well, that kid's already going to be an alien being surrounded by opulence th- for his formative years. Um, like, yeah. like, like, yeah. how, long, how long do you think it's going to take before he even speaks to a poor person? <laughs> yeah, he's not even going to understand... What it's like to live a normal life. Yeah. So it's yeah. not going to make a difference to him. Especially considering so, who his parents are. Like, never mind. They could be poor and still have the same personalities, and they would not know what it's like to to engage with a, a normal human being, considering how fucking insane his parents are. Um, yeah, they're pretty wild. And According it, to Elon Musk, he's selling all his all of his earthly possessions. For yeah, he some will own reason. no house. He and it, he said uh, that he thinks that Tesla's stock is too high, and uh, imme- it immediately dropped um, <laughs> because he said that, which means that he may be breaking an injunction placed against him by the court for uh, having things that. Uh, he says on Twitter that might impact the company cleared by the board of Tesla because in the past he has spoken in a cavalier fashion uh, with regard to the company um, on Twitter, which caused drastic drops in, in the stock. All those endorphins from, you know, from, from being a dad and he's, you know, freaking out. He, I, of all the people I would not have expected Elon to be a uh, uh, member of the Flu Klux Klan. Oh, right. You know, like, what are you talking about? The, the, I've never heard that one. Really, the, all one. of the the uh, great. Um, so two great names that I've seen on social media referring to the people who are protesting for the reopening of states is the Flu Klux Klan. <laughs> and Rona Parks. Oof. Oof. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna refer no. to them as no, the, no, 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 the no. Ku Klux Klan because yeah. that that's more embarrassing. That, has, that is all negative. No, the, the, the <laughs> context of of the Rona Parks in, in, the, in the full tweet is significantly better. He's like all these people out here with their uh, uh, trucks and. Uh, um, confederate flags protesting states reopening out here acting like they're rona parks don't associate rosa parks for real um so yeah <laughs> i i call them dumb to their face someone like elon musk has made it clear that he is actually a very smart person um he's he an may alien though. be crazy but he's smart and I was not expecting him to become like so far Flu Klux Klan, like, you know, true believer, 
they're they're taking stripping our liberties you know that kind of crazy and he's apparently because california is staying locked down he is apparently moving tesla (laughs) well you know he he wants to you know in people to go back to work because that's how he got all that money in the first place is yes you know it's just by by selling expensive things and making money off of them and other people's labor just absolutely insane um and great great. speaking speaking of insane and uh elon musk um apparently tom cruise is and so i've got conflicting reports on this i uh, have seen headlines stating that tom cruise is working with elon musk and spacex to film uh the first movie in space um but uh i'd rather be tom hanks it was corroborated by nasa in that the plan is uh they are going to work with tom cruise and film a movie on the International Space Station. Interesting. That's kind of cool. It's cool, but like it cramps to get an entire film crew up there and film anything cinematic. But if you do like a like a found maybe a found footage thing or like a like something that's more simplistic, maybe like I, I don't. You'd have to do something simplistic. You can't have grits and. You know, whatever. Also, how many co-stars could he possibly have in a film like that? Right, like it's going to have to be like uh, what's that? Um, uh, I think it it's just called Buried, that Ryan Reynolds movie where he gets buried alive. Oh yeah, yeah. I never actually saw that one, saw it, but I remember it. it was pretty good. I'm not a big fan of one room plays. It is it is like pretty it. decent. You know, it, it's all basically him and no other actors are seen like he has a cell phone. So like any other actors are just heard. So I could see them doing something like that, maybe. Uh, I'm excited for Tom Cruise to use, use a facility that I paid a tiny bit of money towards (laughs) workers in space for Scientology. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was about to say. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We all know that he's only doing this to get closer to Xenu. Yep. Yes. But he's going to raise his Thetan level. Honestly, <laughs> actually, uh, your isn't your Thetan level uh, having a higher Thetan level is bad. If I remember correctly, I thought, I thought that was the level. Like the, I thought it was like a level up system. <laughs> he wishes <laughs> the higher to you go. No, because Thetans in the mesosphere. If I remember correctly, like the the whole test thing is, uh, it measures your Thetans, and higher is bad. But you don't want Thetans. I don't think. I don't. I've seen a handful of uh, documentaries so on what, Scientology, and so what uh, you're saying is Scientology is the Gulf of <laughs> religions. <laughs> no, I I can't remember which one it was. I mean. I know someone I could ask because one of my friends who lives in Massachusetts goes to the idiot? local church of Scientology every day to fuck with them and they oh, have okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was fully he, expecting... He would not be, if he was a Scientologist, I would not associate with him, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was kind of expecting you to have a friend as a, that was a Scientologist just, for, just to watch the shit show. <laughs> no, absolutely not. 
I just I just completely would not even bother associating with anyone who believes in Scientology. And I just want to expound upon my uh, uh, Scientology is golf uh, metaphor. Uh, it's here. unnecessary. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It was it was a bad bad metaphor. It's unnecessary. Yeah. The lower score. Right. No. 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 Also, golf sucks. So does Scientology. <laughs> I would argue that hey. golf does not suck. Uh, you just suck if you're bad at golf. I mean, no, golf. Golf is just terrible. Objectively yeah. bad. No. I, <laughs> I, I just anyone told you what happens when you have to explain jokes? <laughs> they die. No, <laughs> they die, Tyler. They die. A painful death, screaming ever long into the void, never to be laughed at again. Did you know that a thetan apparently weighs 1.5 ounces? Hmm. <laughs> it weighs more than a soul. That's wild. Because a soul is, is uh, supposedly, and, what, know, 21 grams? I think so. I don't know. It's however much cauliflower you have in your stomach when you die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of death, you know what's really rad? Death. Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> yes. I transitioned twice last time, and you cut me off to talk about McFarlane action figures, which is uh, fucking rad. So the game okay. Was new last week, and now the game is not as new, but I still want to talk about it. Okay, it's go on. I was rules. actually surprised that you didn't talk about it more last week. You he tried. Like 29. I, I tried. He tried. <laughs> I, I had someone with blue hair actively uh, working against me. <laughs> Which is why Fuck, I like, go fast past my, that. Don't they know that blue hair is blue hair is is my brand? Well, you know that kidney stone stone spell that I cast last week <laughs> <after> <laughs> seemed to work. So no, no. Um, so I, anyway, I, there's. I, uh... <laughs> I was hoping you were just gonna leave the call for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so Brooks, what about Streets of Rage, buddy? Oh, by the way, May the Fourth was this week. And, hey Dan, uh, have you played Streets of Rage? Yes, Brooks was actually kind enough to purchase it for me. Oh, that's nice. But I will let him do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Brooks's microphone failed again. Anyway, well, um, okay. Um, so you've played it, Ryan. Yep. I know you played it, Dan. Tyler, have you played it? No. Have you seen any, any of the gameplay footage? I've seen a few things, yes. God, the okay. animation is, is so it's, pretty, it's really pretty, and the art it is, is just is, gorgeous. It's crisp. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad it's the same folks that, that did, um, uh, that, uh, Monster, shit, was that Monster Boy? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yes, uh, that... Uh, Monster, not Monster World. No, it is my. It's Monster Boy. Uh, it, the yeah, Monster one that's the remake of the old game where you like turn into uh, different, mm-hmm. it, like you can turn into a dragon and shit like that. Yeah, um, it's the it's the same folks that did that, and I mean it. it side by side, it looks it looks like those two could go together. That's not like Inti that. Creates, is it? No, uh, Inti Creates did. Um, the Mega Man Zero stuff. I oh, think, sure, sure. I think Cryware maybe worked on that stuff. No, or was uh, it anyway, it's Anyways, unimportant. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game itself, though, 
I mean, I was expecting like I wasn't expecting a whole lot. I was just like, oh, it's gonna be a couple of like remix levels from the original, and it's like, nope, nope. They were able to include all the uh, a lot of the old concept stuff uh, that was they wanted to include in the old games, like that car crash in the first stage. Yeah. Uh, that was something they wanted to include in the first one, but they just didn't have they didn't have the uh, uh, the capability to put all of that stuff in there. So they did not have the technology. So they did they not. not I'll, I'll admit, um, I like if I played the old Streets Streets of Rage games, it was only in passing. Like I I never really got an opportunity to uh, play through any of the the originals. Uh, it's you know, uh, you're a Nintendo guy. My yeah, my brawler was Double Dragon, uh, but mm. actually, I was more a Sega guy than a Nintendo guy. Like I had an, an NES, uh, but after NES, I had Genesis, and oh. I guess it was just one that I never really got around to. It's uh, yeah, I've never played a single one either. Oh man, uh, I love it. It's so good. Much. It's real it good. Is, uh, it's uh it's good and the fourth one was just like i think brent said it best it's like it's the sonic mania of the streets of rage franchise because it has just enough old stuff to kind of make it make it a little more flavorful but even like the old uh have you beat the game ryan not yet no uh you're talking you're talking to ryan i have not beat it yet no okay uh i shall though without Spoiling anything? You don't have it's, it's yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not. I'm not playing that game for the story. Yeah, uh, most most people aren't either. Um, it, it's uh, so you unlock the unlockable characters in the game. You unlock um the character sets from one, two, and three. Uh, and it's not just like a skin that goes over your character. Like they have imported how the character fights in each one, and it's really oh. dope. Yeah, because it's uh, it adds a certain level of challenge, um, but at the same time, it's like way easier to spam combos with the Streets of Rage one version uh, versions of characters because there's like less frames, mm. <laughs> um, and it's rad because like all the lighting effects uh, in the game still go over these pixelated characters. Yeah, everything. Uh, so I've seen screenshots of the uh, unlockable pixelated characters, uh, and they mm. look. Super fucking it, it, so it's like uh, in uh, the Tomb Raider series where you can get like uh, the original Tomb Raider model into Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and it's that you know weird juxtaposition of the you know incredible hard edge polygons with this beautifully rendered backdrop and lighting. Uh, yeah, it looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's <laughs> super super ridiculous. I love that like juxtaposition though. Yeah, and, and Mario Mario Odyssey with the uh, with yes the, yes uh, with the classic yeah, yeah with the Mario sixty four uh, outfit yeah yeah I oh it. yeah I I've I've seen that one um I, I think the last thing I really have to say about Streets of Rage uh is the soundtrack they did for the game is fucking on point it's killer it's rad. Yeah, uh, it I, had to be. I mean, if it wasn't, it, it would have fallen flat. That game is like a big part of that game is how rad the soundtrack is. Yeah, yeah if it, if it fell apart, it'd just be it'd just be Final Fight. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, to uh, you know um, Brent's point, uh, it's 
it in it being the Sonic Mania of uh, the Streets of Rage, you know, mm-hmm. series. Uh, I can totally see that. Like, it's very clear that it was uh, a love letter to a game that we haven't seen, you know, in 25, 26 years. Yes. And it's it's glorious. And uh, that's the end of my Streets of Rage. <laughs> very nice. To, yeah, I need uh, to dive back into that. I uh, have been um, instead um, playing Animal Crossing, as always, and uh, started watching um, the uh, new Amazon series Upload. Uh, you know, I've had like five different people tell me to watch that this week. It good. It's very good. Uh, everything that, that I haven't finished, uh, the series yet, but, uh, it's, it's very good. Um, you know, basic concept being you don't have to die when you die. They can upload your consciousness, uh, into, uh, a virtual world. And yeah, I mean, it is very San Junipero. Um, but, uh, those, so uh, the living can uh, get VR suits to visit the dead. Um, and the you're basically when someone is paying for you for your data, your monthly data in order for you to exist in this world. So there's like an entire section that they call the two giggers where their monthly data allotment is two gigs and they get practically nothing and Hmm. once they hit that data allotment they just freeze in place until the next month and uh, so it's it's really it 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 has solid comedy and makes really interesting statements on wealth inequality uh and uh it's from what i've seen so far uh actually super well done very very well done uh it's another one of those amazon surprises right like i feel like i didn't hear about this before it happened just all of a sudden it was there and then i started seeing trailers and i'm like oh okay that seems interesting i'll give it a shot yeah they've kind of put out a couple of sneaky things like um i haven't also, I have not seen it yet, but like Tales from the Loop, mm-hmm. um, they—I've uh, heard that was good. Um, honestly, I've—I've I've been taking kind of a break from trying, like, watching new TV series this week because this is the guy that watches more movies than TV typically. Sure, this whole sitting home thing has been the perfect opportunity to watch some TV. Yeah, every fucking show that comes out now has to have like incredibly heavy emotional stuff in every goddamn one of them. And it's just like, you want to laugh about something? Someone's parent dies in the show. And it's like, fuck, man, I just want to like <laughs> sit on the couch and like watch something light that, you know, doesn't suck. And that isn't 20 years old. Like I usually do. Then, <laughs> then uh, watch uh, Santa Clarita diet. Yes. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen quite a bit of Santa Clarita it's diet. So okay. Good. It's good. By the way, if, if if I ever die and I'm able to be uploaded into some kind of virtual reality, I would choose to be uploaded into uh, City Escape from Sonic Adventure 2 so I could just listen to that song on loop and collect chow parts for all eternity. I will damn you to Dell, sir. <laughs> I, I fucking challenge you to listen like from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep. One day listen to escape from the city on loop you and act tell like that me, isn't 
and tell me that you can survive. I'm being serious. This is a challenge. This is an actual challenge. Listen to Escape from the City on loop for one day from wake to sleep. Uh, and then come back and tell me that you can handle that for an eternity. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe you could do it. You act like it's already not already stuck in my head. <laughs> it's one thing to have it's it stuck in your head. It is absolutely head. a different thing to actively hear that song uh, uh, throughout Tyler, your entire day. Trust your feelings. You've got to live and learn. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> See, don't, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll have it in your world that we have to upload you into this exact world. And I'm just going to upload you into Pumpkin Hill instead. Yeah! <laughs> no, we're we're uh, going to upload you into Five Nights at Freddy's instead. No! No! <laughs> no! 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 That's, that's I don't like good. this. That's too mean. We have to we have to upload him into Fortnite. <laughs> and we'll we will only pay for you to have the tomato head skin. Yes, you can only be <laughs> Vito Peppatoni. Uh, remind me, remind me to, to get Vito out of storage. Uh, considering so he gets brought up I, on the I podcast a surprising amount, uh, you, you need to be ready with him. I honestly assumed when you said storage that you meant garbage. <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't throw it away. Why would I, why would I throw that away? I hope not. I spent a good $2 spread. on that. He actually, he actually has a, uh, like a shrine, like, uh, Helga from... Hey Arnold has in, in his closet in her closet. Oh, but it's Vito Pepitoni. Brooks is is off to retrieve. He's grabbing Pepitone. tomato head and destroying my eardrums all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is get. what Vito Pepitoni brings. Uh, I don't like the it. Pepitone. I don't like it. Oh, he's alive! Hey, it's Vito Pepitoni. Vito Pepitoni. Look at our friend. I'm yes. assuming he's gotten you through many days of quarantine. I can't believe he's not deposing right now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I couldn't remember if he had the articulation to do a T-pose. No, no, and that was the thing is he pretty much only has the articulation to do a T-pose or just sit down. <laughs> Oh, oh, or the John Van Damme. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God! No, I've got the hiccups. Oh shit! Oh, if this is the moment that makes your uh, makes your kidneys. No, so fuck you! Out. Fuck you! <laughs> this will be the legendary episode. Don't curse me! For, like since Christmas, Brooks is gonna Brooks oh, is gonna God. leave the tomato head tea posing on camera. Then this camera feed's gonna cut out for like five seconds. We're gonna see Brooks hanging from his ceiling fan, just spinning slowly. <laughs> ceiling. Uh, Listen, man, I've lost some weight, but I don't think I've lost that much. It's <laughs> uh, coming down. I'm just oh saying that, Ryan. I think that we've earned the uh, right to name your kidney stone. I've already I think named its it. Name has to be Vito Pepistoni. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Tyler, Tyler, you you, uh, you managed to uh, to the clutch there, Mr. Uh, Shrimp. If you would, you are free to plead your case on what you think it should be named. Oh, his he's, he's he thinks it's got to be. No, I was uh, very high on Delauded on the drive home from the hospital, and I turned to Jasmine. I said, "I don't know why, but I feel like I have to name the stone." 
and for whatever reason, my brain just immediately said Arthur. So the stone is named Arthur. I have no it's idea why. No idea it's why. Wait, 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 wait. Have we compromised? <laughs> Use him as a gavel on? right now, Brooks. Pick him up and hit him on your desk. <laughs> Case closed! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like that because you could also make a joke out of that one, Ryan, and just say it's P. Arthur. Uh, actually, Jasmine uh, made the connection for me of uh, the sword and the stone. That was where my brain was going when you said Arthur. Yeah, I I had no <laughs> thought process behind it because I was uh, stoned out of my mind. Uh, so just for whatever reason, my brain was like hmm, Arthur. Sorry, it's Vito Pepistoni. Yeah, no, it's Vito Pepistoni. <laughs> yeah. We can also do a Twitter poll. <laughs> yeah, right. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we can do a Twitter poll that no one will vote in. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um God, now I have to name this episode Vito Pepistoni, but we already have Vito uh, an episode named Vito Pepitoni. Yeah, but that's a, a fun callback. <laughs> It'll it's, remind people and in spelling, it's time. in spelling, it's literally only going to be the addition of one character. It's going to be an S. But because... you can only play the hand you're dealt, Ryan. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Look, or you is... can just add a part two at the end of it. <laughs> this is what I get for for only like for having fully free form podcast with no no real free form jazz goal. man. Vito Pepistoni, colon, The Reckoning. (laughs) I like it. Oh, yeah. So. Not enough water under the bridge. Not enough enough water flowing through Ryan's body. (laughs) I have um, another uh, thing to share with you. Um, So I found something in my basement uh, last week. Um, Was it Dan? No, Dan's right there. Um, He'd be in two places at once. He is a wizard. You said last week. This yeah, past week. Um, and, and also, that would not be proper social distancing. Um, <laughs> in the closet in my basement, on top of a shelf, uh, I found uh, a couple of notebooks in some uh, plastic baggies. Mm. And okay. yeah, yeah, that's where my my, my brain's going. No, uh, they belong to uh, someone uh, whose name I I will not disclose. Um, one, but like it, some of this stuff is is just weird. So here's a half written note or partially written note, uh, dated November twenty third, nineteen ninety seven. And like some of the stuff in, in these notebooks are like songs that uh, they had written uh, that date back to 1955. Well, obviously we have to steal them now. Oh, I don't know. Once I sing you one of these, you might change your your tone on that. Quick in the podcast. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the the half written note. Dear P and V. Apparently, some friends or relatives of Dr. Martin Luther King are trying to have me put in jail and have sent people to spy on me and frame me for a crime. Yeah, we can make a song out of that. Uh, Also among those things were... uh, So this is a uh, shoe 
uh, insert. I feel with like a note in it that is dated summer 1986. It says taken from shoes summer 1986 fungus question mark acid question mark. Okay. Like uh, once once we are off camera, I think you need to tell us who this is. Uh, then there's this baggie, which has a note and some kind of like tissue wadded up. Don't run up. This note says uh, October 28th, 1986 was put in this plastic. Remains of insect uh, and uh, uh, brackets spider tick that hit me in night on April 5th, 1986, when I just finished making love to and someone's name. Okay, have you checked your basement for hidden doors? <laughs> there like, might be a door behind that that uh, bookcase in the uh, in like, in the closet. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm like forty five percent sure that you have someone living in your basement. And then <laughs> yeah, I'm with that one. These two notebooks, which are filled with songs and uh, scripts and script uh, notes and script ideas. Um, there's one song in particular there's one song in particular that I would like to read to you guys uh, that is called Tiger Ride <laughs> apparently Tiger is the theme of this, of this last couple months why can't I find the because there are so Tiger Ride is transcribed in both of these notebooks. Uh, but the version that's in this... No- it, like, the notebook is, is largely blank. Uh, but in, the one in this one has a couple more lines in it. Here we go. Did you buy Joe Exotic's previous house? Yeah, right. So, well, here are the lyrics to Tiger Ride. Woke up this morning, and my heart was a-drumming. Something wild was pounding inside. Got the jungle fever. And I need a reliever. So I'm going for a tiger ride. It will do something to you. It sends a thrill right through you. And it will chill you inside. Get your feet off the ground. And watch the way you sit down. Because you're going for a tiger ride. Honey, you're my tiger. I want to ride you. My sexy tiger. I want to ride you. Oh, you found Barry Goldwater's campaign notes. <laughs> and then there's... Um... You found Royal Horns. <laughs> those, those also actually sound like believable 1980s lyrics. Like, uh, Here's a song called uh, Invisible Dracula. <laughs> On the highway of your life, he wants to eat your emotions. He has nothing to do but to watch you with devotion. He sucks on your soul and fills it with commotion. Invisible Dracula. Invisible Dracula. 
You see, I can work with that one. <laughs> invisible Dracula, Invisible Dracula. <laughs> no, no, you have to do it like a Barry Manilow song, you know, like <laughs> Invisible Dracula. Um, yeah, and and like some of these are are more serious. Stormy eyes that have seen rain. You are here with me again. Stormy eyes that know the pain of the sad places that remain. Stormy eyes, what will you do? Stormy eyes, should I love you? Stormy eyes with stormy tears. You have known a hundred fears. Stormy eyes of weary years. And the piper never hears. Stormy eyes, what will you do? Stormy eyes, should I love you? Sounds like a weird Shel Silverstein yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it sounds like I hate it. Uh, and then so some of the ones in this one are actually dated. Uh, to, like clearly they weren't written in this in the year that they're dated, but they were written and and they transcribed them to this notebook. Uh, so uh, 1958, Ophelia the Monkey Girl. Ophelia the Monkey Girl. Monkey girl is in a whirl. Monkey girl can find no apple pie. Want to cry? No apple pie. Monkey girl tell fire eater. Fire eater's name is Peter. Peter says he'll get some apple pie. No have to cry. I will get pie. Peter tells the jungle man. Jungle man he ran and ran. Ran and ran and get the apple pie. No have to cry. Here is the pie. Ophelia the monkey girl no longer is in a whirl. Monkey girl is eating apple pie. No have to cry. Here is the pie. Okay, sorry. That's a Shel Silverstein poem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, uh, I wasn't sure where that was going for a second, but, you know, as someone who's, you know, I, I, I think that I'm pretty well read and I've read a l- lots of examples of poetry, and I think that just sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then there's yes, uh, screenplays. Uh, so here's a screenplay for a movie called Cry Softly The Struggles of Two Generations of Single Mothers and Children Without Child Support. And lists the, the characters and things. Actually, there was uh, something. We yeah, here just we go. Make a full. Version, a full uh, video of like acting these out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, notes, do a table read. notes for the day the war ended, uh, which is another screenplay by this person. Uh, use song with lyrics, joy to the world, all the boys and girls, joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea, joy to you and me. Find oh, out who owns the song. Use song in last scene. Last scene walking on the streets of Washington, D.C. with ticker tape across buildings announcing end of World War II and people hugging each other with joy. Uh, Rolf, Laura, something, and Anna walking. Characters, Rolf, over 30, white male, muscular, strong enough to carry two children. Prefer Arnold Schwarzenegger. Laura, age 28 to 40, white female with black hair. Anna, age four or five, blonde white female. Louis, age eight, mulatto male. Oh, oh no. Wow. Yeah. Alternative, yeah, I- the day the war ended. Half hour show for PBS showing scenes of joy at the news of war over. And then voiceover. War feels like there is a giant dinosaur on the loose. Stomping and killing and eating everywhere that could attack you any minute. 
there is a terrible tension in the air. When the war is over, it feels like the dinosaur is slain, and we can all relax and enjoy ourselves again. How relatable. <laughs> I want what he's smoking. Oh, uh, that would be meth, sir. <laughs> is, did you steal that dude's notebook from the fucking hospital this morning? Yes. <laughs> no, no, he's just in his basement now. He followed him from the, from the hospital. And then uh, the trip one act play about a moving about moving in a truck from San Francisco to Los Angeles in 1973 characters, Joe who wrote the stage play big time Buck White high Pike, who is in the history of San Francisco and wrote the stage play, the rise and fall of the blind God Orpheus under the tower at the place of the lost souls and Calenthea Monette, an actress and secretary. Yeah, so it, it just some of the weirdest shit, including like um, uh, among the things were newspaper clippings uh, that were like dated in the 90s, uh, as well as uh, a, an issue of Weekly World News. And um, uh, one of the cl- one. one of the clippings, interestingly, was from like 1995 and uh, had letters to the editor and there was a scathing uh, letter to the editor uh, with regard to um, uh, Kurt Cobain's death. So it, it was just this weird, interesting time capsule that was sitting on top of a bookcase in a closet in our basement. Well, I am excited to learn the identity of this person when we are off the air. Yes. Um, message it to the group's chest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, just digging through that stuff. And especially, you know, I think the first thing that really threw me off when I was going through it and I'm like, what the fuck is all this stuff? Was this conspiracy thing about Martin Luther King's relatives trying to frame this person. Yeah, I was expecting more of that and less of whatever the hell And then that all was. of a sudden it's all this, you know, uh, songwriter movie stuff. That was so, beautiful. Yeah. Honestly, a truly an artist that was, uh, that was missed. Yeah, I, I actively tried to find uh, this person online. Um, and, uh, could not, they I have parents. had some leads, uh, but, uh, just, uh, could not, uh, find them online. Uh, we did, however, find out who it was, um, today. Uh, and we'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys off, uh, uh, after, after the podcast, but now, uh, we have gotten to the end of the episode. What is the question? Yes. I haven't figured it out yet. Um I believe in you. A lot of these are like you need to be a certain expertise in order to uh answer. Well, I'm an expert at being an amateur. <laughs> okay, here here's a simple one. What song will always be a banger? 
Now. Mm. Always. Uh, let's establish what always means real quick before I give that answer. Um, do you mean like a song that I currently enjoy that will always rule or a song that I have always thought was cool and will continue to be so? Or are we asking a more general question of what song will always be a banger, not just what song do we personally I think, enjoy? Yeah, I think more I think so the, the, yeah, what Dan said, the, um... What song will the world continue to listen to forever? Yeah. Mm, I'm just throwing Queen's discography. I was just going to say, the first thing that came to mind was We Are the Champions. Mm, uh, Because that gets played always, all the time. Um, We are the champions. Yeah. And obviously Bohemian Rhapsody is something that we all come back on regularly. But I don't think that Bohemian Rhapsody has the same universal appeal that uh, things like We Are the Champions or We Will Rock You do. Because the message of those is going to be co-opted over and over again for a number of different purposes. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody actually only saw great popularity because of Wayne's World. True. Mm, yeah yeah I'm, okay all right so uh kiss from a rose by seal oh, oh man no. <laughs> yeah that song fucking rules i mean yeah it's it's a good song i don't know that it's going to outlive our generation mm, let me see it got popular on the batman and robin or no the batman forever soundtrack i remember hearing that all the fucking time when when i was a kid just out out and about you hear it in people's cars you hear it in like i think i was in a sam goody and it just played a couple of times i f- uh, i feel like in order to qualify uh, well uh, okay so the easier way to determine this is it has to have already survived a generation that's fair hmm. how about back in black mm, no i think too. That's old, Grandpa. I, I so I'm just not a big ACDC fan, uh, but uh, I don't think that ACDC uh, will outlast uh, like our generation. Um, let alone, you know, like oh, uh, American Pie by Don McLean. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, people aren't singing it in the streets all the time, but I mean, it's been it's been going for how long now? And people just just kind of always around. Um, I submit to you. Um, don't stop believing. Yeah. 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 I could see that. See that Hotel one. California. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, oh, oh, um, Space Oddity. That song will oh, never yeah. stop. Yeah, that song. That song will never suck. I would say there's probably a lot in uh, in Bowie's uh, catalog that will, because he was transcending genres and and doing all kinds of crazy shit when he was actively creating music. A lot of that stuff is going to live on well, well, well past. It certainly will. It certainly will. Oh, and and as a final note, we forgot to talk about Little Richard. Oh, yes. And And since we are on the topic of music, rest in peace, Little Richard. Yeah, Little Richard fucking rules. 
and uh, Roy from. Yes, and Roy, Roy from Sigmund. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, the uh, magician. Oh right, Siegfried, Siegfried, Siegfried and Roy. Oh right. yeah, uh, the one, the, the one that's slightly harder to say. <laughs> so is, is Roy going to do a one man act? I mean, no, Roy, can Roy is dead. And, Roy is dead. Oh, Siegfried. yeah, Siegfried is, I thought is you were still alive. A joke. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Dan, what, what what song do you think is going to last forever? I'm going to go with 433 by John Cage. Okay, okay, Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's a legendary shit post. It's something that anyone from any time period will look at and get angry about. And, <laughs> and that makes it a banger. Oh, it's well. a song that you listen to whether you want to or not. In that case, uh, do we think that Rebecca Black's Friday? No, because people have already will forgotten survive. about that. You're the first person that's brought that up in yeah. I in never think five, like five like five years easily. Yeah, you think heard about that song? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I haven't really even. I, I only every once in a while think about it when there's a "Where is she now?" kind of thing. Yeah, it's sure. it's but, like people that talk about Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or or LMFAO. Oh. Every day I'm shuffling. Patriarch <laughs> guy uh, <laughs> from Korea, uh, Kim Jong Sai or whatever with that song Gundam style. I <laughs> I think uh, Roundabout will outlast. Uh, I think musicians of every For generation that continues are going to. Uh, Bring it back to the conscious, to the collective memory. Well, that say that, but the only reason it was really at the forefront of popular media recently is because it was an anime shit post. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I suppose. And the, theme, and the closing theme of right. Uh, that's why it was an, an anime. That's why it was an anime shit post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a JoJo's thing. Tom Sawyer, if you were going to go musician kind of uh, music. Right, well, so the the reason that I say musicians are going to keep it alive is because bands are going to keep covering it. True. Um, that one song that you sent over the group post, the, the, whatever the band that covered that, I forget their yeah, name. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce their name. Salt. Um, but, like, I, the only Tom Sawyer cover that I can think of was done by, uh, in recent memory, was done by Mindless Self-Indulgence. True. Well, no one can. <laughs> There's not a lot of Rush covers. There aren't about. a ton of Rush covers. But that same band did do Subdivisions. It's like a very specific type of band. <laughs> yeah, right. Hard to cover anything that Neil Peart does. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Getty Lee has even Getty Lee has a ridiculously sounding voice, so it's hard to find someone who can do that too. So. Well, you've got it covered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is it is both a compliment and a joke about the fact that you have a ridiculous voice. Oh. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, uh, Pocket Bills, Canon, and D. Final answer. Oh, yeah, yeah we, uh, there it is. That's the that's other one it. I was thinking that's about. It. All right, that that no, Brooks has the right answer. That's it. Thanks everyone for watching and are listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>